This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We're in Exodus chapter 12 again. And we're dealing with the Passover. And in Exodus, the Passover is dealt with in detail and for a good reason. It is the picture of God's work in Jesus Christ as the atoning sacrifice for our sins and us being delivered from the bondage of Egypt. And so why wouldn't we spend a lot of time on the Passover? And especially considering that if you go to the New Testament and you go to the Gospels, if you said what time period in Jesus's life is most highlighted. What exactly is it that that Jesus is talked about doing and being involved in? I would say his death, burial, and resurrection, his celebration of the Passover, the days leading up to that arrest and execution. And if the New Testament tends to place a lot of emphasis on it, and the Old Testament tends to place a lot of emphasis on it, it'd be crazy for us to not place a lot of emphasis on it. Now, Interestingly enough, there have been times and seasons in my life when certain churches, certain denominations, certain places have tried to, for some reason or the other, and why it's beyond me, have tried to de-emphasize the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. And you're going to see that a lot. There are a lot of what we would call liberal theologians who want to either diminish or deny the, the necessity of the blood sacrifice in order to pay for sin. In fact, when I was a very, when I was a young man, both in high school and then on through when I was a youth pastor in my early 20s, there was a movement, a couple of denominations in which they just tried their best not to place a whole lot of emphasis on the blood. And for me, that that is a problem not only is it a problem, it has turned out to be a major problem because that was in my 20s. Now that I have, I've turned the clock and I am 50 years old. Now that's the case. I've seen both of those denominations split uh, and both of those denominations, the group that split off from them began to diminish in numbers and diminish in relevance on on the scene of Christianity and just on, on relevance in the communities that they live in. Because look, If you do not focus in on the finished work of Jesus Christ for us, if you do not place the emphasis on that, then you have totally destroyed the power by which which we operate, by which we function in the world that we live in. And the Bible clearly tells us that, uh, that we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of our testimony. What does that mean? It means that we overcome by the atoning sacrifice, meaning that God looked on Jesus and placed on him the sin of the world. And his in in 
retribution for that sin, there had to be there had to be a penalty paid. Okay, he the word the theological idea is penal substitution. It's not just a theological idea. It it is it carries through to our judicial system and our criminal justice system that there has to be a penalty for certain crimes. And if you break uh, the law of the land or you break our laws where, wherever you live, whether it be in the United States or somewhere else in the world, whether it be in Alabama or whether it be in Wyoming or where, whether it be in Ohio, it doesn't matter where you live. There are laws and, and the failure to follow those laws or the breaking of those laws brings about a penalty. <clears throat> and that penalty is for the purpose of it's for the purpose of teaching you not to do that because for some reason, whatever the act is that you do, that you intentionally do, that that breaks the law, whatever that act is, is detrimental to society. And the the state, the municipality, maybe even the federal government says that's so detrimental to society that we're not going to allow it. And there's going to be a penalty for that such that it would cause you not to do it again. That is the penalty for breaking the law. In the spiritual, there is a penalty for sin. There is a, there, it is, sin is so destructive to man. Sin, you got to get this, sin is so destructive to man and to society that there's a penalty for it. And the Bible clearly states in the book of Romans that the wages of that sin, the wages of not doing the will of the Father, sin is doing anything outside the will of the Father. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is to be cut off from the power of God. And so if we're cut off from the power of God, then we have no then we have no goodness, we have no grace, we have no mercy, we have no love. We're separated, and God does not desire that. Either we had to suffer as a whole, as humankind had to suffer the the penalty of death, or one had to become our substitutionary atoning sacrifice for that. He had to face penal substitution, meaning the penalty of sin had to be substituted from us to him. That's required. It was a requirement. It was a requirement of God's eternal divine law, the law of the universe, that there had to be a payment for that. And God placed that payment on Jesus himself. And when Jesus paid that price, he broke us free from the bondage of sin. I'm giving you a bunch of things you'll hear over and over again in church, and you'll go, I don't really know what that means. I'm trying to put them together in such a way that you understand the significance and the importance of what is being pictured here in the Old Testament with the lamb that is being sacrificed and the blood being applied to the household to the door, to the entryway, to the way in, to the household of the Jewish people. And then the death angel passes by. The penalty for sin passes by because the penalty was placed on that lamb that was slain as a picture of the eternal, the divine lamb of God who would come and die on the cross for our sins. So all these principles are very important if you're going to understand what God's doing and to diminish them diminishes the work of God in humanity for the purpose of bringing us into his will, his way, his presence, 
his purpose. And if we don't do those things, if we miss out on those things, if our minds do not focus in on those things, if we lose our way in those matters, if that's what happens to us, I want you to hear me today. That's what happens to us as it has to others. And that's what I was talking about when I was a young man. There were two denominations, distinct denominations who moved in that direction and they split off. And one chose to, when they split, one group decided that they would continue to emphasize the penal substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ. And the others decided that they wouldn't. And that for some reason, man didn't really need that. And that wasn't important. The ones who didn't have died off uh, or are slowly dying off. The ones who did are still alive and still have power in their churches, still have purpose. Why? Because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. How do, what, what does that mean? We overcome first because it's possible to overcome because there was a penal substitution for our sins. And Jesus did that through atoning sacrifice on the cross for us. All right. And so when that happened, when that took place, now we have all that is good from God and all that is good from God effectuates change in our lives. It brings about things that change in our life and that, and those changes, because we operate in faith, bring about a testimony. It's a story. It tells, we tell a story of what God has done for us, what God has done for those around us, what we see God doing uh, for those who turn to him and trust him. That's the word of our testimony. So we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so to do anything other than to place a major emphasis on the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ would be it just be devastating, de devastatingly detrimental to our future and our hope. Look, Jesus was a great man. Most of the world religions believe that, but that's not enough for the position we find ourselves in. Okay? That's not enough because you can have the greatest lawyer in the world, but if you're guilty, there has to be a penalty for it. And if you get, it doesn't matter how well he. He speaks and all the good things he says. If you get found guilty, then he steps out of your shoes and you have to step into the shoes of paying the penalty for that crime. Jesus is no doubt. If he wasn't God himself, he'd still be the greatest man that ever lived. Okay. But he's not just a great man. He's God. And he he took on the sin of the world, he bore the sin of the world to the cross and died for us. That's, that is important. And so he's more than a great man. He's God. And his sacrifice is more than just some good words and some good feelings. It's life-changing. It's hope-giving. It turns the table on what world history has been in the past. And so to do anything other than place our emphasis on Sunday morning when we celebrate the resurrected Lord because he overcame sin and death on the cross through the grave to newness of life, to do anything other than that is just crazy. It, it is. And for anyone in a church 
or especially for the leaderships of a church. Praise God that that's not happening in, in most churches. Praise God whether or not the pastor you have understands in the depths that I'm talking about or not. He's going to get up there most of the time, and he's going to talk about the blood of the Lamb. He's going to talk about uh, the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You may not use those words, but he's going to talk about what Jesus did on the cross, and he's going to talk about the necessity of placing your faith in him. And if that's what your pastor's doing, he's doing his job. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. We're, that's what we're supposed to be talking about. And when he does that, he ought to be honored for that. He really should be. And and you should, should help because there are churches where that's not going on and where people are being led astray by what I would say is false teachers because if you do not teach the penal substitutionary atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, you are, well, you are in error. There's no way to get around it. The overarching story of the Old Testament is the deliverance of the children of Israel out of Egypt and bondage into the promised land. The overarching story of the New Testament is the deliverance of God's people through the atoning, penal, substitutionary, atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross into eternal life, which God has provided through him. There we are. That if you want to, if you said, Chad, what is the story of the Old Testament? I'd say the story of the Old Testament is God's deliverance of his people from the bondage of sin in Egypt to the newness of life in the promised land by delivering them through the blood and the death angel who destroyed Egypt because Egypt is the world and brought them out. Now, did it all work out just perfectly for the church? No, because they don't do it right. They didn't do it right. And then you go to the New Testament. Does it just work out perfectly for all of us? Are we just perfect people because of the substitutionary atoning, penal substitutionary atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ? No, no, it doesn't. Because we just like the children of Israel. We slip up. We don't walk by faith. But the story is still the same. The overarching theme of Scripture is still the same. Man's lost. God cares about man enough to send his own son to die for him. That son does it perfectly, and we have now newness of life because of it. That's the overarching story of the Bible. That's the story of Scripture. Verse 21 says, Then Moses called the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourself according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. <laughs> it's just straight up. He says, Kill the Passover lamb. Kill the lamb. Kill the lamb. Kill the lamb crucify him and you shall take a bunch of hyssop dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lentils that's the two sides of the door he says strike the lentils and and the two doorposts i'm sorry the doorpost are the side of the door the lentil is the top of the door he says strike the lentil and the doorpost with the blood that is in the basin and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning meaning meaning that we're going to pass through the darkness of night into the resurrection morning you just it's the picture of it there's no other way they laid him in that tomb and then three days later they show up at the, in the morning and what happens the angel of death passes by the he who has the power of death the forces of darkness are destroyed and jesus is resurrected to new life and new life for us also he says, and none of you shall go out the door of this house until morning, for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. He'll pass through to bring about the absolute penalty for sin, 
to the Egyptian. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the doorpost, on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come in to your house to strike you. You shall not face the second death. And he says, you shall observe these things as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. Meaning this is the story of the Old Testament. This is the story that you are to remember forever. It will come to pass when you come to the land which the Lord will give you the promised land, just as he's promised that you shall keep this service. And it shall be when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? That you shall say it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord. It is the substitutionary atoning sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the house of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our households. So the people bowed their heads and worshiped. And that's why we come to worship. That's why we come to worship. That's why we show up to worship. If you come on Sunday morning for any other reason, you come in for a secondary reason that's not the main reason. This is the main reason. Might be coming for a good reason. But let me tell you something. This is the God reason. We come to church on Sunday morning. That's why we show up. We show up to celebrate. He, he says, so the people bowed their head and worshiped. Then the children of Israel went away and did so, just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. So they did. They placed the blood of the land on the doorpost of their hearts. God passed over them with the destroyer, and raise them up new again, the newness of life in the morning. That's the story of Scripture. It's a good story. As a lawyer, it's a lot of fun for me to think about it as a legally, as a kind of a, a philosopher. I, I, it's such a powerful understanding and truth that really can't be assailed. And for just a regular old good old boy from Alabama, it's the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's what it's about. And that's why we celebrate. And those who fail to celebrate, they uh, I guess the best way for me to say it is they just miss out and they diminish the good and final work of Jesus Christ on the cross. I know that's not you. But we must always guard against it. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.